this is a very tricky decision, right? Because really, there's no right or wrong answers to this. But for me, um, I'm, I'm not a fan of using my wild card very early. I, I would rather study the season, see players I need to fit in, and see bargains here and there before I use my wild card. So I, since we have two wild cards, how I use my wild card is I use it in between both halves. So for example, I give a sample of eight matches, eight to nine matches, play my wild card. Then I believe I have enough data. Then the second wild card, I also wait for another, say, eight to nine matches after the midway of the season and use that as well. I believe, you know, this and this has worked for me in the past, so I believe this is the way to go. Hello, guys. Welcome to yet another episode of the Empty Stand podcast. Yeah, I'm sure you're still wondering why we kept the name Empty Stand. It's just a reminder for you to know there was a point in time we were watching football when the stands were empty. <laughs> we're never alone. I'm never alone. And in this, I'm, I'm with one of the best FPL players, not just in Nigeria, but in Africa, generally. And I'll beat my chest and say the world. Hi, reward. How are you doing? I'm great, man. Great to be here once again. Um, can't wait to talk FPL. Let's go. All right. Um, as you all know, I, I, I tend to not do so well at the start of FPL seasons. I know that's why a lot of people laugh at me on Twitter and everything. Nah, that's fine. <laughs> but reward is one man who doesn't joke with his FPL standings, as well as um, this um, our new group where we have a whole lot of amazing players. And this week is going to be taking a different turn because we're going to actually let our guests be the um, analyst for the week that's coming up. It's, it's been an international break and it's, it's been so slow, just like Pogba walking up to take a penalty that year. Right, so <laughs> if you remember. I wonder why we why do we bother with international breaks anymore. Like, I don't I don't even get it. Right. <laughs> it's, it's so it's so long and oh. anyways it's, it's, it, it's almost it's almost over. And we have a couple of conundrums to talk about. And starting off the first one straight up is the premium conundrum. We've see we've not had this many premiums at a certain point in time at a go at the start of the season it's been it's been crazy there's there's so many players you need to look at who are very expensive even in this Buari economy like you need to be able to manage your money and get the best the best players reward how, how have you been handling this man i had to hit that wild card button because <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, with you, I'm with you on that although i did mind a like a week back but oh. yeah i think I, I just had to because I was I was honestly confused. Ronaldo came um, coming in just scattered everything, every plans I had. So I had to hit that wild card button. I know we'll get to the wild card discussion later on, but so for premiums, I think um, you know there's a saying that you can't have you can't have everybody, right? Um, you can't have it all. Yeah. So just speak what you think um, works for you and stick with it. And it's very important to have balance. Um, I know you might be tempted to get a Ronaldo, Salah, Trent, Bruno, Harry Kane, Lukaku. Those are all premiums. Uh, you, may, you might want to go with three or four and your, the rest of your team filled with 
trust like uh, all those 4.5 and 5.5 guys. It doesn't work that way. Is, is, it, is, it, is it even possible to have like four premiums? Yes, you can, but just be sure to fill up the rest of your team with 4.0 4. <laughs> players. <laughs> people, people, that, people, that, people that might never play. <laughs> or come in for five minutes at the end of the game. <laughs> So I think for a, for a well-balanced team, you should have at least or at most two premiums. I'd rather you go with um, a premium in midfield and obviously that's Salah. Um, Bruno, I don't think Bruno comes in any, any, anymore because Ronaldo is here and he's going to take off um, penalties, free kicks from Bruno. So I don't think Bruno is worth that 12 million mark. Anymore. Yeah, and and even even on set pieces now, Bruno does not have the first say. On the on the left is Luke Shaw that plays, on the corners for Manchester United. On the right is Mason Greenwood. Exactly. So for a twelve point zero midfielder that doesn't offer us penalties and set pieces, I don't think it's worth it anymore. So I think just Salah for now. Then in attack, I know you are blessed with Ronaldo and Lukaku and Harry Kane. Just pick any one of them and stick stick with it. You can't go in defense without a Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, he's, he's as essential as it gets. So make sure you have Trent, Salah, and one of Lukaku, Kane, or Ronaldo. And I guess you're good to go. All right, you've heard from Reward, one of, like I said, one of the best FPL players, not just in Nigeria. So it's, it's one thing you need to just look at your team and say, how many premiums do I actually need? How many premiums am I going to get in? And am I going to use my wildcard? Like what said, we'll get to the wildcard discussion. But yes, our first guest, Lacon, and then Mafidon, who we'll be hearing a whole lot more later from this, talking about the premium conundrum. So, hi guys. Yeah, this is Mafidon. For premium players, I believe we should have at least two, two very popular ones. It's like an insurance scheme. In case they hold, they bring in points. You will not be left behind because a lot of people have them. Um, for FPL, I think um, three premiums is enough for anything because I don't even think the budget allows you to go more than that. Uh, I would advise um, one premium in your midfield, one premium in your attack, and one pre- obvious premium in your defense, which is um, Trent. Right? So, and with this, you can easily downgrade to other players if need be. That's another advantage of you know, spreading the premium around your team. All right, you read from Lacon and Maf on what they think about the <laughs> the conversation as regards the premiums that you should have in your team and the strategy you should use. Um, reward earlier said, just get at least three one in each position, defense, midfield, and attack. He actually brought up two for you. He said Trent and Salah, and probably pick one in attack. Um, let's move to the discussion that can help us get in these premiums into these positions that you've you've spoken about really is there a be- normally I, I i felt i actually announced on twitter that i used my wildcard and I, it came with a lot of insults and people were like ah, how, how would you how would you do that how would you do this and i'm like are you guys watching what's going on like how you told me i should not use my wildcard when i have chris wood in my team and and bowen like i i just i had to do what i had to do you get so when is the best time to use your wildcard reward that's a tough one so personally, I don't think there's a best time per se to use a wildcard. It's very team specific and it depends. It does it, um, it changes per season, right? 
I know um, a few seasons ago, I used my wildcard like very late into the season. And by then, was already the new, the next wildcard that comes in January was almost there. And it was useless using my wildcard at that period, right? There have been seasons also when I used my wildcard early and it's still been fun off. So using it early or using it late doesn't, it's not a, it's not a game changer per se. It's just for you to look at your team and determine when you feel is the right time for you to use your wildcard. Like you said, if you started the season, if you started the season poorly, right, and you have players like Chris Wood, Owen, maybe an injured... You don't have to rub it in, though. <laughs> or maybe you have, like, a Shemekas or an Amati who will never play. And Of course, it's time to use your wildcard. There's this thing, you can also do a take hits and get them off, but... It's also good to get on um, the newly signed players, players like Ronaldo. Imagine if Ronaldo scores a hat-trick against um, Newcastle. I think currently he has like almost 20% ownership. So let's assume he scores a hat-trick. No, the, 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 funny, the funny thing about Ronaldo and Newcastle is that the last time he scored only one hat-trick for Manchester United in his first team, and it was against Newcastle. So <laughs> if there's any team is going to do that again, it's probably the same. <laughs> Let's assume he's got another hat-trick against Newcastle. I'm sure everybody will be trying to get him in, into their teams. And you already have him in your team. His price will, will increase and your team value will so, so it's a good thing to use your wildcard early. It's also a good thing to use it late. There's really no best time to use a wildcard. It all depends on, your, on how you feel and your team structure. That's my opinion. Well, yeah, the discussion keeps going on and on what the best time is. We'll hear from Lekon quick, um, shortly as regards this, but Mafidon also says God's time is not the best time, which is the first time. So he <laughs> probably has another time that he thinks is the best time. Maf, what do you think? This is a very tricky decision, right? Because really there's no right or wrong answers to this. But for me, um, I'm, I'm not a fan of using my wild card very early. I, I would rather study the season, see players I need to fit in, and see bargains here and there before I use my wild card. So I, since we have two wild cards, how I use my wild card is I use it in between both halves. So for example, I give a sample of eight matches, eight to nine matches, play my wild card. Then I believe I have enough data. Then the second wild card, I also wait for another, say, eight to nine matches after the midway of the season and use that as well. I believe, you know, this and this has worked for me in the past, so, and I believe this is the way to go. Mafidon here. For the wild card trip, the best time is your time. Seriously. Your personal choice. Nobody can tell you when to activate your wild card. If you have issues in your team, now you can do it now. If you don't have, you can hold it for some time because there's still a lot of game before now. And next year, when the second wild card comes into play, if you want to, you can. But I, I will not activate mine for now. <laughs> thank you, thank you for that, Mafidon and Leko. Like I heard from Maf, he said <laughs> the best time is your time. So just echoing what reward has has said earlier, it doesn't really matter because some people actually forget to use that wild card before the first. Um, half of the season, so yeah. I mean, if you are, yeah, if you're in trouble, like I was, you need to do what you have to do quickly. Moving on, let's go to new signings. There were a lot of new signings, um, coming in into the, the in the last day. Um, and 
there are a lot of um, movements in different positions. There was one interesting one from um, Getafe, Macuela, uh, moving to Brighton late um, in that transfer window. We had Charles, Henry, and Mafidon speak on this. That's what our community had to say. Good day. So I've been walking us through some of the new signings in the English Premier League that I think FPL managers should look out for. Number one on the list is Ronaldo in Manchester United. We all know what Ronaldo can do. He knows how to score the goals. He's presently the most transferring player ahead of game week four. So if you're looking for a player who is going to be consistent, who knows how to score those goals in both easy and hard fixtures, Ronaldo is the person to consider. Number two on the list is Daniel James in Leeds United. We all know what Daniel James can do. We have seen him do it in Manchester United. But my major concern now is the struggle for playtime between the likes of Rafina and Harrison. But once it is confirmed that Daniel James will be getting enough playtime in Leeds, I think he's someone to definitely consider bringing him, bringing him into your team. Um, over the next five weeks, they have good fixtures. They have some easy games that I think um, he would be able to get some goals and a, and a lot of assists. So once it is confirmed that Daniel James is going to be getting enough playtime for Leeds, definitely I will be considering bringing him in on my team. Number three on this list is Kurt Zuma from Chelsea to West Ham United. Uh, West Ham United has been on a very good run of form, you know, from the beginning of the season. Um, won all their games, I think drew one against um, Crystal Palace. Um, their major problem and their major issue right now remains their defence, uh, which um, we think, which I think Kozuma has been brought in, you know, to be able to cover that gap, you know, for them. Um, Kozuma, you know, we all know he's solid. He scored like five goals for Chelsea last season. And I think it's something he can replicate for West Ham as well. He also knows how to get those clean sheets. So if you're looking for a cheap defender who can score goals, who can get you that clean sheet, Kozuma is someone you should consider on your team as well. So those are my three new signings into the Premier League that I think FPL managers should look out for. Number one is Cristiano Ronaldo, Daniel James, and the last on the list is called Zuma. Thank you very much and enjoy your day. Hi guys, um, my name is Henry and the two new signings you should be looking out for on FPL this weekend will be Romelu Lukaku and Diogo Jota. So Diego Jota should be getting maximum minutes this game week as um, Firmino is currently out injured. And um, Lukaku, Lukaku should be getting numbers against uh, Aston Villa. At least um, should be getting a goal, a goal or two um, for Lukaku against Aston Villa. So those are my um, two picks for this game week. I'm down here. Everybody knows about Lukaku, Ronaldo, Saul, Sancho, and the very popular new signings in the Premier League. But I won't be going to that now because I know everybody knows about them already. So, players to keep an eye on. Buendia, I know he's switching on another great at the moment, but yeah, you should keep an eye on Buendia. You want a Dennis. But you mentioned Livermento, yeah. Then, Osine Dua that Christopher just signed. Keep an eye on him. Then 
last song, uh, Marco Corella, Bright, by Brighton, yeah, Brighton. He is classified as a defender. We can play left wing and left wing back, so it's a great option. And just five minutes too. All right, thank you for that, guys. Um, quickly moving on, we Wolves started the after the season with um, defeats to um, there was a defeat to Leicester, defeat to Manchester United. So it's not really been the best start of the season, but they're actually having a good fixture swing. Reward, what what do you think about Wolves' assets? I mean, Adam Achari is the one that does everything right now in that pitch. He just does not have the final product. But it's a pity. If it was a little bit better, United, Manchester United would have been in trouble in that last game um, before the international window week. But one person he missed was Raul Jimenez. And he's back now. Do you think he can improve on his numbers? Um, I think only time will tell. Um, Let's also consider the fact that Wolves have played relatively tough um, fixtures in their first three games. And I think they considered um, one goal each in each of their games, unlike Spurs who scored one goal in each of their games as well. So I don't think they they are bad per se. I remember watching the game against um, United and the way they started, I was really scared for United. If um, Traore had any sense of shooting, United could, have, <laughs> United could have been like three goals down in that first half because it was it was a scary sight. Like every <laughs> every run was just sending. <laughs> I'm sure he sent Fred back to back to Brazil, <laughs> and it was scary. So. Coming into game week four, their their fixtures turned for for good. I know they have Watford, Brent, Brentford, Southampton, Newcastle, Villa, Leeds, and Everton. That's some serious nice um, set of fixtures. And I feel the way Bruno Large has set up this team, they would eventually come good. Um, so I think now is the best time to get on Wolves' assets. Um, Jimenez, like you mentioned, coming back from the injury, he's looked good. He hasn't looked um, spectacular, but he looks like he's getting back his growth back. And for that price, I think um, he's somebody you could jump on to real quick. Um, maybe for an Inks, for a Danny Inks, if you quickly get on Jimenez so that when he starts popping, you're not struggling to get him in. Um, there's also Traore, but I would, um, I would say people should tread um, caution or just be cautious about Traore. He does everything nice, but he has no end product. So... And for an FBL asset, I don't think Traore cuts it. It's just, it's just way too waste, wasteful for my liking. Um, but their defense, <laughs> yes, <laughs> their defense is where I would look at really. Um, for their goalkeeper, sir, he's just five point zero, and with that fixtures running, I'm sure there will be lots of clean sheets there. So for five point zero, you could quickly jump on sir. That's if you're on your wild card, anyways. They also have Cody, Roman Size, who he, he could have also scored against United. I think that they get a double save. He had an yeah. Roman Size. That could have gone in on a, on a good day and Size owners would have been popping. There's Roman Size, there's Marcel if he wants the cheap routes. He's just 4.5. There's also Semedo. I think it was, okay, no, it was Ferrari you, you, you're obsessed with. But Semedo at 4.9 could really be a good, um, good um, defender. Um, he gives me that Doherty vibes. He's so attacking, and if only they can get that end product, I think it will come good. I, I think that's the problem with the Wolves, the end product. If there was, if there were points for hard work 
speed and all of that, that Machari would probably have been the best player to have on FPL, but that's not the case. But let's see if Murphy Don, who definitely is our uh, biggest man from the community, let's see what he has to say about Wolves and their fixture swing. Murphy Don here. And Wolves fixture, yeah, yeah, fixtures are they are favorable now. So they are their next six fixtures are very good FPL wise. But I believe it's better to watch first before you dive into selecting other players. But if you were to watch out for players from Wolves, Traore, Jimenez, Trincao, and Connor Cody, their captain, four point five million. Easiest way to enter the defense or select a player from the defense. All right, thank you. Thank you for that, Marv. And just before we, we move on to the last two segments of the show, uh, we were talking about the wildcard earlier on and when the best time or what would be the best time to use your wildcard. We were already, you already gave us a little, a little tip as regards the, your top three picks per position. I know you've, you've given us the first for both your defense and midfield, but just give us your top three picks in each position for anybody that out there currently listening and wants to do their wildcard just before the deadline this Saturday. So if I was using my wildcard, yes, if you had to use your wildcard for attack, I would go with Ronaldo, Antonio, and DCL. Um, in midfield, I would go with Salah, Greenwood, and Torres. Um, in defense, I'll go with Rudiger, Trent, and Ishaw. Then in my goalkeeping position, I'll go with Raya. Okay, I, I like, I, I'll pick up quickly two things, two people you pick, um, Rudiger Greenwood. Um, Rudiger, yeah, because, I mean, he's been the biggest beneficiary of um, Tuchel's revolution at Chelsea. So he's, he's the main man in defense for Chelsea right now. And... Greenwood as well, three goals in three games is his confidence is sky is sky. I, I hope the introduction of Ronaldo helps him and does not derail him. Do, but is, is there not any fear for anybody there that wants to use Greenwood? Yeah, there's a fear that the position risk he could be benched, but I don't think Ole is that dumb enough to bench a guy in form. Greenwood is is the man for United for now. Well, we are left to see what Ronaldo can do, but Greenwood is the man for now, so I don't think um, Oli has the guts to bench him at the moment. Maybe when Rashford uh, comes at the moment, I don't think he can bench him. All right, all right. I don't have the guts to bench these two either. Vincent and Mafidon again, who had something to say as regards this. Guys, this is Job Vincent, and I'm so excited to be here again. Uh, so with the arrival of Ronaldo, almost everyone is contemplating playing their wildcards. And uh, here are three best options for each of the positions if you're considering uh, playing your wildcard as well. Uh, in goal, at top, top, of, top of my pick will be Saar from Wolves, uh, then Mendy. And if you, if you just want to have a 4.5 goalkeeper to set and forget, then you could... Um, consider getting Sanchez from Brighton. In defense, Arnold is is a short banker, like he's, he's, he's going to be my first pick. Uh, and despite his price tag of 7.5, I think he's he's going to live up to expectations. He's already top of the charts for chances created by any player in the league. So Arnold for me is a 
is a must-have. Uh, other options to consider will be Tierney uh, because their fixtures turn from game week four. So uh, I expect Arsenal to keep pushing uh, to get results from the um, easy fixtures that they get along the way. Uh, my third choice will be maybe someone like Diaz because he plays for City and uh, because City more often than not I expected to keep clean sheets so those would be my top three picks if, if you are considering a budget defender you could uh, consider Williams from Norwich and uh, Livramento from Southampton they are both uh, 4.1 and below in midfield, I'd consider players like, uh, of course, Salah. Salah is a must-have. Um, who else? Trincao, because their fixtures turn from now to like game week fourteen. Uh, maybe, maybe just maybe, Ferran Torres as well because City didn't get a striker um, during this window. So those those three picks, I'd, I'd really consider them, and then. In the forward positions, that's where we have uh, where, where we're lost for choices, just too many choices to have there. There's Antonio who isn't looking like he's uh, going to blank any game week. There's Ronaldo who is racking up all the purchases this game week. There is Lukaku as well who plays Aston Villa uh, without Martinez. Uh, so there's also Harry Kane who looks like he's in form despite not scoring last game week well he scored in other games apart from um, last game week there is also Jimenez uh, because their fixtures turn uh, there's also Bamford there's DCL so I think these are the best picks for the forward options so peace out guys enjoy your wild cards Mafidon here Strikers, strikers in Premier League, there are a lot. Yeah, there are a lot. Most expensive ones: Kane, Ronaldo, Vardy. Those are the most expensive ones, I think. But are the ones in form? That's the other problem. The ones in form are Inks, Antonio, and Carvalhoin. So I think it's better to keep a balance. Maybe select one in form, one premium striker that's my opinion all right thank you very much guys for that um quickly moving on and we the ucl is back and the conference league as well they're both back and the the truth is that a lot of people already know where the issues are coming from of course there's the pep fully and it's something you definitely have to be wary of and now people like um um Tottenham, they have um, issues with the Conference League. They would have to, they have to, you have to be careful in in selecting in selecting players um, in that regard. We had um, Marf and Damola talk to us on this. Let's quickly hear what they have to say as regards that issue. Mafidon here. Yeah, the impact of the Champions League on the Conference Premier League is quite large, honestly, because we most of us like choosing players from. Top six or top four, so actually, City players they are more aggressive than the rest players because of Guardiola and his rotation policy. 
So if you are using your wife's car, you have to be wary of that. Other managers, club, Tuchel, Socha, they don't rotate as much as Guardiola, so you can select any of their players easily. But you have to keep an eye on Guardiola and his rotation policy. Well, thank you very much, guys. I mean, reward. The, the the issue is really down on on Pep because he's the major is the major chief orchestrator of FPLTN. <laughs> In, in that regard, do you think he will do better for the boys this, this season? Pep is in pain. I'm sure he'll take out his frustration from <laughs> getting hurricane on us. <laughs> see, see <laughs> definitely, he knows about this um, reward. He knows, he, I'm sure there's no, he's not seen this in the news. Do you think he's enjoying this? Of course he does. <laughs> the, guy is a, the guy is a psycho. I'm sure he gets enough joy. <laughs> I'm seeing FPL tears on the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got we've come to the end and the most important segment of this show, where people really want to know who our captains would be, and I mean, reward is the best man to ask. Because I've I've had any captain blank so far. Yes, yeah, so last last game we can captain Hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was with you on that. I was just posting it because he was dropping me to that. Like, are you mad? Like, oh, God, I'm looking for it, miss, it was kicking air. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so let, let, let's, let's talk up. The, the, this fixture list looks enticing. I, like I told you. The, I mean, there's Ronaldo, Ronaldo coming back to the team. Only team is called an uh, air trick against. That's, there are rumors that only might not start him. Because he, he has not trained him, enough. Him, I, I really do. Is he mad? See, honestly, if Ole, if Ole should do that, I will find a way to go to Old Trafford myself and give him the L. Like he's been, he's been, he's been for because there's no how you talk. You tell me that Ronaldo has not trained enough. Someone that looks at a six and he looks much better than a lot of than twenty-two. Exactly. So I mean, there's. Mosala against a lead city, a lead um, lead city that refuses to be um, resolute at the back and will continue to play the way they want to play. So there's so there's so much options. Reward quickly. Want to show what your picks are? Yeah, you've mentioned Ronaldo. Um, Ronaldo, Ronaldo looks like a standout um, captain pick against Newcastle. Um, I'm sure he'll get a goal or two, right? Uh, but one um, particularly. Um, forward to is Lukaku. Lukaku against an Aston Villa side who doesn't have Martinez as their goalkeeper due to the ban on South American players. I think that's the hat-trick waiting to happen. So if you can get Lukaku in, I'll advise you get Lukaku and stick the captaincy armband on him. Um, Antonio is still the man. Um, He plays against Southampton who are not exactly defensively resolute. So he works out the last time. I know a lot of people captain Antonio the last game week, so you can go again this game week. Um, you mentioned Salah as well. Leeds, uh, the only thing they know how to do is attack, so that game looks very open. It should give us the United vibes again, and we could see like a five-goal, three-line that game. So Salah is always the guy. So those all are right, my- all right. Yeah, I, I have I have Salah I have Salah in my in my in my sights as well. But one man I'm gonna look at who always does well in this fixture is Jamie Vardy against Manchester City. True. And if 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 you if you realize um Ederson might miss the game 
Mm-hmm. So might be the second choice keeper. So we might have spot Carson in mm-hmm. goal against the hungry, oh. hungry fuck. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's it's a case of it's a case of um, there are a lot of options to actually have here, and anybody you pick, it seems like you give you a good return. But yeah, we've come to the end of the show. Thank you guys once more again. I had so much fun on this. Uh, we'll do this again soon. For listeners, please do remember to like and subscribe to our podcast on any platform you use. You can also follow us on Twitter at the Empty Stands Podcast. Send in your questions and screenshots of your teams. Yes, wishing you all green arrows. Goodbye. Hey, guys. <laughs>